Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. I am honored today to introduce you to someone who's become a really close friend of mine over the last couple of years. We've now known each other for several years, which is wild to say. And uh, surely if you're watching this, then you heard of Lewis Howes. He is the New York Times bestselling author of School of Greatness, the host of one of the top 50 podcasts in the world for iTunes on many weeks, usually almost always in the top 100, recently crossed over 100 million downloads. Uh, Lewis has been featured on Ellen, Good Morning America, The Today Show, and it was not that long ago when Lewis was broke living on his sister's couch. And he, you know, and something you should know is he almost never does interviews like this. He did this as a personal favor to me. And I really wanted you all to get to, to hear this, the, the true behind the scenes story of how Lewis got to be Lewis, because I know many of you, you know, dream of having the kind of influence and reach that he has. So Lewis, welcome, brother. Thank you for making the time for us. My man, I'm pumped to be here. You know, the reason why I never do online summit interviews is because you had me go through on our coaching day, which I've done many with you on my own brand and personal brand. You had me create a list of yeses and nos of what brings me joy, what supports my business and brand and what doesn't bring me mm -hmm. joy. It doesn't support my business brand and online summits for me. I, cause I got requested to do so many of them so many, so many years. I did so many of them. They just always stressed me out and they never brought any benefits to my brand or business. Once I crossed through a certain like threshold of my brand, mm -hmm. so th this is always a no automatically. <laughs> but since, so I had to make an exception on my yes, no list for you. So happy to be here, man. Well, thank you, buddy. And, you know, there's a lot of surprising things about you. I think when people really get to know you, they, there's a lot of like surprising things. And one of the things that always, always stuck out for me also as one of your students, not just your friend and not just an advisor to you at times, but as one of your students was I remember hearing you speak one time and somebody asked you, I think it was in a Q&A, and they said, you know, like, what's the most important thing about your personal brand? And I was like, oh, surely he's going to say like networking or like consistency or advertising. And you said photography. <laughs> yeah. And that freaking blew my mind. I had never thought about that. So I guess my question for you, that was like three years ago. Is that still one of the things you would say is the top thing 
you know, but even if it's not, why did you say it at that time? Or, or what do you feel like is the role of photography has played in building your personal brand? Because that's, that was something not on my radar at all. I would say photography is one, I'm thinking of four or five key things that I think okay. about all the time. That's just off the top of my head. Photography is always one of the top. But here's the reason why. When you're in a store picking up groceries or at Whole Foods or CVS or wherever you're going to, there's always something you see right before you check out. And this is row of magazines, right? There's always a row of magazines, almost at every grocery store or place that you go. To. Yeah, for sure. And the images on the cover of those magazines, whether it's GQ, Cosmo, or some other type of magazine like that for men and women, you know, the more high-end type of magazines or more classy style magazines. The photography always makes the, the people on the cover like elevated, right? Their brand is elevated based on the photography. It's not just like any random photo of them on the mm. cover of a magazine. It's always very intentional for the message they're trying to put out there, whether it's this beauty and elegance or this passion and allure. There's always something or mystery. There's always something that defines the human being on the cover of the magazine of these more well-known classier style magazines. The same thing is true for the magazines that are the gossip related magazines where that's like the big belly of the person on the beach or someone right. that looks bad or that's got a frumpy face. It's like we remember the images that we see the most and they impact us emotionally and we associate the images we see of other people on magazines or on social media or on their websites. You know, it all kind of trickles down from there, we remember images at the highest level. We may not be able to recall, like I remember this magazine seven years ago where so-and-so was on it, but the more you see an image of that person in that state, you think of them as that state. So for me, photography is always something that I just kind of felt like I needed to dive into probably like seven, eight years ago because I never had good photography. And I always see these other people that were more influential celebrities have these great photography. So I started investing in that probably seven years ago and it's something I do all the time. I'm really intentional about the photos that I post and that are portrayed on my website and branding. My See, that's app. really, even that word that you use, state, is interesting. It's like a captured, it's not just an image of you. What I hear you saying is it's like, it's a captured state, like a state yeah. of being. Is yeah, it is. It's an energy that reflects to the other person. And you're either attracted to it or you're repelled to it by it or you're neutral. You know, it, whatever state it is, you, you're putting that energy out in someone's mind that is then a snapshot that they have. And like the more that's of those, who you are. Yeah, the more, of those, the more of those images they get of you that is empowering, inspirational or wealthy or attractive or integrity, whatever it is, the, the branding you're trying to portray, the more they see of that of you, the more they just say, this person is that. I need to send people that way if they want to learn that thing. So let me ask you this. I'm just on, I want to hear some of your others for sure. But so is there anything that you do during the photo shoot or in terms of the photographer you select? I mean, I know you use Nick Onken a lot because yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. And that's, you know, one easier solution is to find someone amazing, invest the yeah. money because it's worth it and do it. But like, is there anything you do during the shoot to like... I mean, it's taken me a long time to get comfortable in front of a camera. The first three, four years, I would say I was very awkward. It's not like a natural thing for me to be like posing as a model or something or know what looks good. 
I would always just kind of stand with my like hands in my pockets in the first few years because I had no clue what I was doing. So I, I should probably go take like classes since I do more and more photography on just postures and poses that look inspiring and masculine and you know trustworthy and all these well, like your things. personality has really come through like you you jumping yeah. or you with your arms wide or yeah you know, like you're you're actually going after this phone call to turkey for four yes. days to do yes. a photo just shoot. a photo shoot just going i'm bringing a photographer i'm bringing a videographer flying them to turkey i'm renting a helicopter i'm renting a driver all day to take us to these spots we've been planning it for six weeks i have outfits from a stylist for the last three weeks i've been doing fittings once a week and these are just photos for like social media and, social and book media, covers or whatever book covers i'm redesigning my website so i want to have the most inspirational mm. photos for my website it's for my website redesign but it's also like going to be for my someone of greatness program it's going to be for social media for the next six months it's going to be I'll save some just for book covers. I mean, just for magazine covers because magazines will ask to do interviews and I'll say, I've got this image that I haven't used yet. It's freaking epic. You know, do you want to use this? Mm. So I'm trying to portray the image that I want that press and media are going to use for me as opposed to them taking photos of me. Here's the image I want you to use. I want you to be intentional about it. So the state that I'll think about is really now, after many years of not being that good at it, is like passion and joy. I just think of passion and joy. Like, how can I be joyful? How can I be passionate? I'll do some like just GQ, like normal non-smiling photos as well to, to, to try to mix it up. But it's really like, how can I bring the passion? How can I bring the joy? And just have fun. So I just try to play music. I try to just like crack jokes so I'm not nervous or thinking too much about how I look because I don't want it to be me obsessing over the way I look and making sure like everything is perfect to my face. Yes, I want to look good, but I want to be organic and I want to flow and I want to have fun because when we have fun, you know, people can feel that. When it's forced, people feel that. So I really just try to like shake it out a lot, just have fun, just like dance move and, and, and so this is less of like oh i want to post a bunch of pictures of me and my selfies on instagram because right. of how cool i am and it's more of i'm trying to portray an energy and a lifestyle and a state of being that is how i want other people to feel i'm just trying to portray that yeah what's the energy you want people to feel love that and feel attracted to you know without photography how is someone to know who you are you know, they're going to make up their own image. So you might think of someone like some famous author. I'm trying to think of like a fiction writer that I don't even know who they look like, but some big fiction writer. What's like Stephen like King? Like Stephen King. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. don't know what Stephen King even looks like. I don't know this guy looks like. So we are, his personal brand is like, okay, I don't know, maybe like a, a professor looking or maybe some wild, crazy artist or something. But yeah, unless we know an image of who it is, we make up our own image. And so I would rather just dictate the images I want people to think about of me and make them positive. So, so other than photography, what else do you have? Like, cause, and just so y'all that you know, you're watching, we did not script this at all, which is, I did not want it. I wanted to hear like Lewis unprepared, random, like when you think of taking your brand to the next level, what's on your mind? Yeah. I just wrote down five quick things. Photography is number one. The second thing is branding and design. So design for me is huge and I'm very intentional about it to where I'll, this I kind of obsess over a little more because I think you can really study the science of design of what, and it's just another layer of making you feel something. So what are the colors that make you feel 
the thing you want them to feel as well based on the photography you have. The colors, the style of the layouts, all those things, how the images are placed, you know, the, where the font is at on your website, all these different things, the graphics, the, is it updated looking? Is it 1990s or 1980s looking? Like you want to make sure you're forward thinking and innovative with your, your design and branding, or at least just a clean aesthetic. Like medium.com is minimalist, but it's so minimal that it's like, okay, I appreciate the design intentionality of a minimal site as well. So I'm not saying you need to have all these flashy colors and swoosh marks on your website or in your graphics when you're posting something out there, but being intentional about what your design says about you, your message, and your personal brand. So, so on that one, so how do you know what is good design and what isn't? Like, I think a lot of people are going, okay, I need to get a website, but, and I know you, you can spend 50 grand on a website, you can spend $50 on a website. And right. I've seen people spend 20 grand and it looks like crap. And I've seen people spend five grand. And it looks amazing. Yeah. A lot of it is knowing. And a lot of us don't know. Like, I think a lot of us underestimate the importance of this, but then even when we do, it's like, but I don't, I don't know what to look for. Is there something that you, yeah, it's an, for me, it's a feeling. It all comes back to a feeling for me. It's, I'm not a designer. I'm not, I've not been trained in this or study this. I know what looks good and feels good for me based on, other designs from brands, sites, personalities that I like. And then I'll just reflect on why do I like this? Why does it feel good? And I'll talk to a designer and say, here are three different sites or three different products that I like that have amazing branding. I don't know why I like it, but I like it. Can you help me reflect on this? What is it about this? I don't know. No, the, the colors it, make me feel a certain way. When you do that, is it like, because other people do that too, and they're always like, okay, it's Tesla and Virgin and Nike, right? Like everyone goes, you know, make me that. Is it those same ones for you? Or is it like you go, no, there's, there's different ones that I have found that I are- try to, I try to look at music, fashion, and sports brands and bring that into my brand. So I don't, I don't try to look within the industry and copy Gary Vaynerchuk or copy, I don't know, Richard Brandt, whatever it is, some other person in my space, Tim Ferriss. I try to look at other influences in sports, fashion, and music that I think are innovative, that, are, that bring out an energy. Because these are a lot of like, these create feelings for people, fashion, music, sports. They're like this, it's like a religion for people. And so right. what's the feeling that these create that make me feel so connected to a community or a tribe or a message or a mission that I want to create in my business as well and my personal brand so that people feel like they're a part of a mission that they want to support. So I'm just trying to find things like for the branding for my, my event, I really liked this campaign more than an athlete like LeBron James had. With this is the summit. You're talking about the summit yeah. of greatness for those people that don't know yeah. you do once a year. Yeah, some of the greatest. And so I'm like focusing on rebranding. Every year we kind of update the design. And so I was doing an hour-long call with my designer. And I was like, I really like this more than an athlete energy and feeling of the branding of this like one campaign that LeBron James did. And I really like just like the innovation of like Air Jordan. All these new shoes that Air Jordan has been doing. I was like, here are like three different shoes that I really like. I don't know why I like it, but they just make me feel like fresh, innovative, and clean. And Air Jordan is just like this timeless brand that's been around for 20 or 30 years. It just continues to grow. And you know, I was like, I really like what Jay Balvin is doing. He's in the Latin pop world, reggaeton. 
like he's always innovating and pushing the boundaries on his fashion. And I was just like, like something around these three things, what can we do? You and know, so you don't even know to, what it is. You just say, there's an energy about these. Yeah. And you just say, do something with that. Like make. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not a designer, so I'm working with the designers and I'm trying to be the creative director with that person to be like, okay. Right. But you do we, all that. Yeah. You don't have a creative yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I just don't know how to execute it personally. So that is on your list. Cause I want to make sure we at least hear them. So I put big moments. I feel like big moments define your personal brand. So when I decided to launch a book, I did like a year and a half of research on how to be a New York Times bestseller. Cause I was like, this is a big moment opportunity and it could define a whole leveling up for my brand if I reach the New York Times bestseller list. Now, That's how you and I met. That's yeah, how you and I met was I was on your podcast right after my first book hit New York Times and we chatted after and I was like, well, I'll tell you everything I know. And that I feel like is when you and I really bonded the first time. That's it, yeah. That was like two, when was that? I don't know. Like 2014 or yeah. 13, yeah, a while ago. So I think big moment opportunities. Every year I try to do at least one big moment. That is like, mm. boom, here's a big announcement. Here's a big thing. People do this with like a big merger or they'll buy a company and it's like a big, boom, we just bought this company. Boom, we just sold this. It elevates your personal brand and your kind of energy and image in the world. So I did that with my first book. I feel like I did that with my second book, Mask and Masculinity. I did that with a live event when everyone was getting away from events. I was like, I want to innovate this space with events. I did that with the first talk show on Facebook watch last year. Watch, yeah. Also, first talk show was like a big moment for a number of months. I just filmed my first documentary. It's not out yet, but I feel like that'll be a big moment to be like, whoa, okay, he's doing a movie now. Like, I have to pay attention. I have to at least. It's freaking awesome, too. It's free. I've seen, I got to see it. it. It is freaking awesome. It's so inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Really well done. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's investing in big moment opportunities that differentiate you from everyone else. As you know, our friend Sally, Sally Hogshead said, different is better than better. And so I just think of what's going to be different for me this year than last year and what's going to be different from everyone else in my kind of space. So big moments, you know, my book, my event, my talk show, my documentary. It's just like, okay, what are the things that we can do? Big moment opportunities. If you could do one every year, I think that'd be powerful for your personal brand to level it up. The press. So, it would be the next thing. This would be the fourth thing is be press one, two, three, four. Yeah. So when you have big moment opportunities, leveraging the press to get that. So my book, I got on, you know, today show Good morning, America and yeah. LN, all these things. You use these big moments to then leverage it with press mainstream press to support more attention and attraction to your personal brand. So press would be number four. I would say the fifth one would probably be number three, your messaging. You know, that would probably go photography, branding, design, and messaging kind of in the first three. But the communication and how you communicate, whether you're audio, video, or written word, how are you communicating your message? What is the energy you're going to share with your words, no matter what format they're in? So your messaging is important. And I think being intentional about your messaging. And then, so this would be the sixth thing would be your association with other people. Who you're associated with elevates your brand or brings it back. So, you know, I've been in the, for example, I've been in the internet marketing space for, for many, many years. 
But I, one of the reasons I said no to online marketing summits is because they're all kind of like these internet marketing type of events, typically. And I just said, I don't want to be associated as an internet marketer anymore. I want to be associated more as a mainstream individual that can attract mainstream press and opportunities. And every time you do something that is with your few past identity, you stay in a past identity more, or it's harder to grow into the next identity. And so I'm always trying to associate with people that are out of my reach at the time. That's why I have a podcast where I interview people and I have a wall of people that I've associated with who, who of all these people to come my show. And each person is a representation of my brand as well. So when I have someone on who's maybe not credible or in a space that isn't positive or was controversial, it also reflects to my personnel brand as well. Like I've had certain just individuals who are very controversial. People hate them or love them. And then I get a lot of flack for that and it hurts my personal brand at times if I did too much of that. People would be like, oh, Lewis just associates with all these people that are controversial, so he's controversial. But if I'm associating with billionaires and world-class athletes and leaders in the world, then it makes me more in association with that community. So, And I would say, you know, like, I believe this is one of your superpowers. Like, truly, like, you know, photography, you don't take the pictures. Design, you don't do it. Messaging, I feel like, is one of the things you come to us, like, at Brand Builders Group. That's one of the things, big moments, you do a great job of. I think, Press, you do a great job of. But, like, if I had to, as, like, one of your pals go, what is one of Lewis's superpowers? It is networking. And it is yeah. building meaningful relationships quickly with a lot of people and then connecting people and then always, like, like you said, getting in touch with people that are out of your reach. Yeah. And let me ask you an honest question about that because you've heard the phrase um, social climber. Yeah. Right? So people will say that like, oh, well that, you know, she's a social climber. He's just a social climber and like, oh, well, you're too good to talk to so-and-so. Mm. How do you reconcile like either a fear of that or do you not even put any value in that? Or like, have you ever like... Yeah, I just think, I think, no, I've thought about it from time to time. Sometimes I'll be like, am I just going to this event to meet someone that could like help me in the future? You know what I mean? It's crossed my mind momentarily a few moments in the last 10 years, but it's not like something I think about too often because all I do is add value to people. All I do is I never ask for anything and I just say, how can I support and how can I promote what you care about the most. So if I was always meeting someone and saying, hey, by the way, can you invest in this? Hey, can you do this for me? Hey, I want to pitch you something. I hate when people do that to me. So I never do that to other people, especially when people who are very influential or busy and have a lot going on. I just feel like it's the wrong way to build a relationship. I would rather- But so that's, that's part of the difference is a social climber is someone who's trying to get, climb their way to the top so that they can take things from people versus someone who's just giving to everybody. I think you stand out when you just add a lot of value and you never ask for anything and you just try to be a good person. And that's all I've tried to do for the last 10 years is meet people, find how I can add as much value to their life as quickly as possible and not ask for anything until there's a big moment. Like once a year, I might have a big thing that I might ask some of them to support with if it makes sense because I know it's in their kind of realm, but not everyone. I'm not asking people for stuff all the time. So it's just trying to build quality relationships with quality people and helping people because I know it'll come back around eventually somehow. Yeah. And uh, it feels good to help people. I, you know, I get validated when I help someone or solve a big problem who's a, you know, got a lot of influence. It's like, okay, yeah, it feels good. 
as well. Other so thing that I would share, you know, just from, for people that don't know is even though I do think you, you have a superpower of like meeting new people that are like a, a higher cachet or profile or whatever you want to say in real life, when you meet, you're one of the most approachable people in real life. Like it's never, Oh, he's not good enough or she's not worth my time. Like you're always like dishing out hugs and loving on yeah, people. Yeah. And I've never gotten that sense at all about yeah. watching you with other people. Yeah, I think because I remember being a nobody 10 years ago that no one knew who I was. I was broke and there were people that were willing to give me 10, 20 minutes from time to time just to be able to ask questions to or, or support me in different ways. And I think I brought value to them through bringing passion and curiosity and taking action on whatever they said quickly so they saw that I was getting results and it was good for them as well. So I didn't feel like I wasted people's time. I was like committed to getting results and adding value even then. I go back and forth because I take a lot of meetings sometimes and I feel like sometimes I'm just wasting so much time just meeting people, meeting people. So it's part of the superpower, I guess, but also it kind of holds me back when I'll have six meetings in a day and I'm like, okay, I still have to start work at 7 p.m. because I haven't done anything today and the work needs to be done. So it's a constant battle of managing the energy of meeting people and making sure that when I'm with someone and present, I give them the time, but I don't overcommit on time later. So if I'm around someone in person, I will give them the moment, I will be present, and I will you know, be affectionate, loving, whatever it may be. But if they're like, oh, can you come on and do my podcast that I haven't launched yet and I have zero following, I have to decline just to like save myself energy. Otherwise, if I said yes to everyone, I would be suffocating as well. I know. That's just that's a struggle for everybody. Like, And it's yeah. hard to, as you develop more notoriety, you can't help but you know, some people are going to say certain things, but it's like, you can't take, take them all. So anyways, I have one, one last question for you before I do that. Where do you want people to go to, to connect with you and follow up and like, you know, tune in. uh, Yeah. Lewishouse.com or school of greatness podcast. Uh huh. Check it out and be on tune. He's got big moments coming. The documentary is one. I know that's coming at some point here soon. Last thing for you, Lewis, I think it's been inspiring to watch how quickly you have risen through the ranks of all of these different things. And then, you know, I remember when you got on Ellen, I've been kind of with you for some of these big moments and Uh just like hitting the New York Times list that first time. And then I remember the shot of you in in Times Square when your second book was up and then being on Ellen and then getting the Facebook watch show. And if there's one thing that you wish you could have known when you first started, and if you could tell yourself, like, go back and you say, I wish I would have known this. It would have helped me get there faster when you very first started out. Or if there's just one thing that you feel like you did latch on to, that you feel like this really has made all the difference, what do you think that would be? I think building a team faster, you know, having the right people on my team to support me with things that were taking up too much time so that I could do the things that I did best. Early on in my career, that would have been, you know, probably more beneficial because I just spent a lot of time and energy doing everything as opposed to focusing on a few key things that I should be doing. So learning to say no uh, to things that I don't need to do and hiring the people to, to do those things earlier would have been would have been key, I think. Yeah. Well, I love it, buddy. I, I appreciate so much the, the 
hopefully people see the intention of the energy and the emotion that you're trying to create and put out there in the world through photography, design, messaging, moments, the press, your association. It's all about inspiring people and helping them feel this this energy, which is everything that is Lewis House. So um, people don't. What is the quote? Uh, people don't remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. Maya Angelou. That's right. That's what she said. That's right. Well, thanks, buddy. You keep inspiring and uh, we'll keep following. We appreciate you. Thanks, brother. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free lifetime access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we will get you set up with free lifetime access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.